Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. Isn't it amazing what God has done? Isn't it amazing what God is doing in this imperfect and broken world that we live in? That's the epiphany of my own that comes to my mind today as I think about God's epiphany in sending Jesus to this world for all. We hear Matthew recount this story, a story about a young baby Jesus, a story about three wise men who came to pay Jesus homage with gifts, and a story about God at work even when the powers of this world seek to get in the way. To give you a little context, one of the most popular theories among scholars is that these three wise men who we hear about came from the region of Persia, perhaps, maybe around the area of modern Iran. The term magi comes from that Persian term for philosopher, astrologer, priests. Very fancy. And for those of you who are into fantasy, it's also where we get the word magician. From all that we know, it is clear that these three men were not Jews. And yet God, the same God of Abraham and Isaac and Moses and on and on, revealed to them far away and outside of the people of Israel, revealed to them by a star that a Savior was born. The journey from Persia or wherever to Bethlehem of Judea couldn't have been an easy journey. If you go onto your smartphone or your computer and you search the distance between Iran and Bethlehem, and no, don't do it right now, you'll see that the wise men had to travel a really long way. They traveled maybe 700, 800 miles or more. Some would estimate, if that's the distance, that it would have taken them maybe two years to get there. I don't know. And they did this all without a straight path or a handy GPS. Rather, those wise men set out to greet this newborn king who they knew little about with only a star to guide them. Dangerous, but a journey they made because they knew this newborn child, Jesus, was special. And was that important? So when the Magi arrive in Jerusalem, they go about asking where this child is that had been born king of the Jews. And eventually, as we hear, King Herod catches wind. And of course, you can imagine being a king himself, he was not so fond of this news. Herod was appointed by Rome as king of all Judea. Having three foreigners from the east walk around proclaiming that some child has been born king of the Jews, 
raises some eyebrows for him, I would think. The world is certainly no strangers to rulers like Herod, rulers whose corruption, driven by fear and lust for power, is far too common. We see it throughout history. And as we know, it still happens all too often today. And it doesn't take long to find it. And yet, despite every single effort to get in the way of God, God wasn't stopped. Not then. Not now. And because of that, the epiphany really changed everything. Without it, we wouldn't be here. None of us in this room would be here right now celebrating this occasion. This occasion we group in with the Christmas season and is naturally part of that whole story, but often sort of this latter part that gets forgotten, less important to us. But no, it's a key part of that story Yes, we needed Jesus to come and be born for us as we celebrate. None of it would happen without that. But without the epiphany, it wouldn't have been for any of us. God came for everyone. God came for us. God came for you. And now we have a privilege and a responsibility to go out and shine that light of Christ to others. It's both a privilege and a responsibility. So tonight, with all of this in mind, I give you a couple of things to ponder. Where do you see God manifest in this sinful, broken world? How do you see God's epiphany continuing today? How can you, how can we shine the light of Christ in this sinful and broken world? There are many possible answers. I'm not going to provide you all the answers. I don't have them. I might have a few, but I don't have them all. But one small very small way you can do that starting tonight is by taking home a piece of chalk after the service. Credit to Cookie Cantwell for that. It's a small way that you can remember Epiphany and maybe raise some curiosity in others that look at your doors. Writing this ancient yet ever-changing formula. This year it would read 20 C M B 23 with crosses all in between. Look like little plus signs. An article from the Episcopal News Service a couple years ago says, the numbers, letters, and symbols have been called holy graffiti. How fun is that? And some people suggest that the combination of these random-looking letters and numbers looks like some start of an algebraic equation. Kind of looks like that to me. 
The letters C, M, and B come from the traditional names for the wise men. I'll probably butcher the pronunciation, but Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, whose arrival at Mary and Joseph's home is celebrated, of course, on this day or tomorrow. Chalking the door, as it is known, is seen as invoking Christ's blessing not only on the physical house, but more importantly on the people who live there and those who visit, maybe to those who pass by. There's a long tradition of blessing homes in our church, especially on the Epiphany, which falls on January 6th, of course, every year, and the season that follows. Europeans have chalked their doors as part of the Epiphany house blessings for centuries, especially Roman Catholics. But the practice has become popular in the United States as well, though only relatively recently. Chalking can be done by simply starting with a short prayer, or with songs, prayers, processions, incense, and holy water. It can be something small and simple, or something big and grandiose. It doesn't matter. Clergy or lay people can do the chalking. That doesn't matter either. The Episcopal Church officially recognized the practice only about, you know, seven or eight years ago. And so today, at the end of our service, we will bless chalk with little cards, prayers on them. We'll bless them on the altar, and we'll carry them to the back of the church and have them available for you to take home. And I hope you will take it. Use it however you want to, but if you use it, use it as a reminder that God came not just for some, but for all people, for the whole world, and for you. Use it as a reminder that God is still at work all around us, even in this broken world, and no matter how many corrupt powers today that try to stand in the way.